0: Welcome back to another episode of The Accepted Podcast, a college admissions podcast for the savvy student. I'm your host, Tyler Kusunoki bringing you the unfiltered truth about applying to college in the 21st century. As always, I'd like to take a second to let everyone know that my DMs are always open. My favorite part about doing this podcast is hearing from you. How are you? If you're a senior, how are those UC applications coming? How are you thinking about your regular decision and early decision two options? If you're not a senior, how's school going? Hopefully everything's going okay. You're starting to think about next steps for college applications, so on and so forth. So whatever is going on, I'd love to know. Send me your questions, concerns, feedback, episode ideas, anything. At the end of the day, this podcast is a community-first form for achieving better college outcomes. My inbox is forever open at tyler@theacceptedpodcast.com. That is tyler@theacceptedpodcast.com. All right, so today we're going to talk a little bit about the upcoming high school students, right? So I've spent a lot of time talking about things that are relevant for seniors who are uh, obviously applying now and looking to get things ready and prepared, but I did want to spend some time talking a little bit to the juniors, to the sophomores, to the freshmen, because there are some things that are important for them to take note of right now. So we're going to talk a little bit about summer planning, actually, and I will get into that today. But before we do that, I did want to mention that this Sunday, I am going to be giving a breakdown of testing as we know it. uh, The SAT, the ACT, all of these things, the SAT in particular, has gone under big changes. If you are in the U.S., the SAT will be shifting to the all-digital format in March. So I want to talk a little bit about what that means, how to prepare And then I also want to talk a little bit about how standardized testing is being understood nowadays, especially with all these test optional, super scoring, all of these different terminologies. What is the strategy? What is the timeline? How to make the most of that? So that will be this Sunday at 6 p.m. JST, so Japan Standard Time. This one will be fully online, so if you sign up, you will get a recording of it. So I would encourage you to please go ahead and do so. And you can do so at tokyoacademics.com events. That is tokyoacademics.com events. All right, so let's go ahead and dive on into it. Uh, it is November, and Thanksgiving is coming up. Happy early Thanksgiving to everybody. But November and December are important times if you are not, a senior, if you're a junior, if you're a sophomore, if you're a freshman, if you're in high school at all. November and December are actually a really important time to start thinking about June, July, and August. It seems very early to maybe thinking about doing so, but I can assure you that is not true. Summer and how you spend it, uh, given that that given how busy most students are during the rest of the year, how you choose to spend your summer and how you choose to maximize those opportunities is a very important decision that you must make. And planning that and making sure you don't miss any deadlines, making sure everything is lined up effectively, that you have everything locked in, becomes more and more important, especially as more and more options become available. is therefore increasingly essential that you start doing your research for next summer now because there are so many opportunities out there for you and because a lot of those options those deadlines are starting to come out earlier and earlier Um, a good example of this is the Yale Young Global Scholars program. The Yale Young Global Scholars is a phenomenal program. It is You have this opportunity to learn from some of the best in the world. You are going to be doing so at Yale. You're going to be meeting with some of, you're going to be working with some of the top students from all around the world. And not only that, it is also sort of a bit of a feeder for Yale, right? Being able to put young, Yale Young Global Scholars on your resume on your activities list when you apply to Yale has a little bit of a boost. They are using Yale Young Global Scholars, that whole program to sort of filter, to say that if you were able to accessibly complete this, you are A, clearly interested in Yale, but also B, you have demonstrated that you have the academic and intellectual capabilities to succeed with us. So that would be an example of a very ambitious program. It is a complicated program to apply to. You need teacher recs. You have like three or four essays of varying lengths that you need to answer, that you need to respond to. You have to submit all your grades. There's a lot of different components to it. And the first round was actually due the same day that early decision was due November 1st. Okay, so even though the program starts in June, July, right, that application, that first round of application deadlines was November 1st. The next round is January. But the point being is that many of these programs, especially the competitive ones, want to start filtering early because they want to start making sure their class is full early. The ones that really take a lot of pride in their ability to run them every year want them to be full. So they want to give students plenty of windows of time to apply but what you can hopefully see from this right is that if you weren't thinking about it right, if you weren't already thinking about your summer plans you will have already missed the first window right and the next window that is coming up in january you really only have like a month and a half to prepare your application right and this application is fairly intense so therefore start doing your research right I think it's really important to take some time to look at. And so how should you go about starting to do that research? Well, there are a couple different things. You don't need to live in Japan to experience our world-class tutoring and mentorship. At Tokyo Academics, we support thousands of students in over 10 countries, helping them prepare for the SAT, ACT, AP exams, IB, and more. Graduating from top universities like Stanford, Yale, Brown, and UC Berkeley, our tutors will guide you on the path to academic success. Your first step on that path is just a click away. Visit www.TokyoAcademics.com and complete our contact form to claim your free trial and get started. We will assess your goals and pair you with a world-class tutor to make you a better college applicant. That's www.TokyoAcademics.com. Let's turn your dreams into reality, one lesson at a time. Obviously, one of the big things that I have gone on about kind of repeatedly is these pay-to-play programs, these pre-college programs where at big name universities, where you, as long as you can afford it, you're basically going to get in. I would say that these are the equivalents of low-hanging fruit, that if, you, if nothing else shows up, these are worth doing. Uh, especially if they are credit-bearing, right? If you are able to receive college credit for taking on these courses, at least you're getting something out of it. But in general, these courses are pay-to-play and colleges do know this, but it is better than nothing. And so if financial resources are not a limitation for you and there are classes at a particular school that you're interested in learning about, or there are there's just a particular school that you are interested in just getting the experience of being there, right? I want to know what it's like to be at Brown. I want to know what it's like to be at UPenn or to be at UCLA, just so that I can start to better articulate what I want out of my college experience then in that case it can be worth it as well so for the pre-college programs a couple of things to assess along right one is do they have the courses that you want Uh, number two is kind of are they credit bearing right and then number three i would say is the you know whether or not these are schools that you actually are interested in thinking about going to and those are all factors that you would want to consider when thinking about these pre college programs these are also first come first serve right even though their deadline right might be a little bit later on when you do your research and you uh, you see their deadline their deadline always like oh it's the deadline is not until march many of these schools and their summer programs are first come first serve in that your course selection right is going to be first come first serve so even though you may be able to get into the program the classes that you may want to take may be full if you sign up too late okay and what i will say is that one of the benefits of these pre-college programs is actually more for younger students because while uh older students it's obviously good you're going to get college credit you know fine. But for younger students, one of the benefits of these programs, if money is not an issue, is that you can take multiple courses, right? And so for a lot of younger students, they aren't quite sure what they want to study. They aren't quite sure what they want to do. And the benefit of these courses is that not only will you be experiencing them in a in a university environment right, on a university campus, or if you can't, you can do it online, but you also have the opportunity to select from a wide range of very different classes, right? You can take a class in psychology and then also take a class in advanced mathematics. You can take a class in uh, material science and then also take a class in philosophy, right? And you so you can kind of use this three, four week time period to Really explore your interests if you are in a situation where you don't quite know what you want to study, you don't quite know what you're interested in, you don't quite know what you're good at. It can be very good for that. Okay, so pre-college programs have value, and right? I don't want to just poo-poo them and say like don't even bother. And they offer college credit, which is of course of value. Most do. Most offer college credit, which is of course of value. You can highlight your academic studies, especially if they are if you are interested in things that your school doesn't really have a lot of courses that support. Psychology is a really good example of this. It's a very popular example of this, where a lot of students now are very interested in mental health. They're very interested in, better understanding how to deal with that, how to help sort out trauma, all of these many different things. And, but most schools don't really provide much beyond maybe an AP Psych or an IBHL Psychology. They don't really offer more opportunities to be more specific in terms of what you want to explore. And that will be the opportunities to So these summer courses will be the opportunity to do something like that right and then they also offered an opportunity for exploration right if you are unsure of what you want to study these programs can offer you the opportunity to do that okay they are expensive um and not all not all are going to offer credit so please do do your research right so that's one group The other main group that has deadlines that I would encourage you to be thinking about are going to be the more competitive ones. So how do I know something is competitive, right? Because Browns is an amazing university, but their pre-college is basically just sign up and go. So... I obviously can't just go by name, right? What else can I do to help to filter and to understand that maybe this program is competitive and because it is competitive for colleges when they're reading this, they will be more impressed. So one of the first things to do and one of the first things to assess by is the entry requirements, the barrier to entry. What is required to complete an application? is one of the greatest indications of how competitive it is. And so going back to the Yale Young Global Scholars, for example, you have um, three short answers, one long answer. You have to describe your activities. You have to get a teacher recommendation. You have to submit your transcript. If you have test scores, you have to submit those as well. Right? There is this very lengthy process, and you have to be have enough foresight To meet a November 1st deadline. All of these things are filters, right? Because many students will look at that and be like, well, I have to do all this stuff, pass, right? Or I have to do all this stuff and I can't get it done in time, right? Well, that already cuts out a huge section of students, right? And so all of these barriers to getting in all of these eligibility requirements, all of these application requirements, fundamentally serve as barriers and filters, and therefore can be a helpful barometer for competitiveness of a program. And so that would be one thing to look at. Other examples of this are uh, UPenn summer programs. So a lot of UPenn summer programs, their engineering summer program in particular, very, very intensive. The, there are quite a lot of requirements as well, right? Essays, teacher recs, standardized tests if you have them, all of these different things, right? Because they want to only be able, they want to bring in the best. They want to make sure that they are recruiting a class, right, per se, even though it's only just for the summer, that will work well together, right? And so that then becomes that then becomes a good way to assess some of these programs. So that's one factor, right, is assessing it by the entry. What do I need to do to get in? That can be a very good way to determine whether or not a program is going to be of value. The other thing that you can use it is not focus on what You're coming into it with, right? But focusing on what comes out of it. Output is another very effective filter to use to sort of determine is this program going to be important? Because if you look at how the activities list on a college application is structured, the activities list for a college application really focuses on accomplishments and outcomes. And so even if you are able to get into a competitive academic, college credit bearing program, what are the actions, what are the outputs that you're going to get out of it? I studied. Okay, what else did you do? Well, I studied and I took a couple tests and now I've emerged with a better knowledge of philosophy. Okay, that's fine, but that's not much of a valuable output, right? Whereas if you go to a summer program that is more driven by outcomes, is more defined by outcomes, right, then you are leaving with produced a research paper, completed a project, presented project to so-and-so, right? And so one of the other things you want to be using to evaluate the quality of a summer program on is output. Um, A good example of this and one that I... Have referred students to before is InSpirit AI, right? And so a lot of students now are more are interested in the applications of AI. It's obviously relevant to any industry now. Is how is AI impacting all of this stuff? InSpirit AI is a two-week, uh, usually two-week to two to three-week program, and students will learn to develop an AI project that. Is towards the social good, right? It is an AI project that will have social good as an outcome, right? And so what does that mean? So you will learn the fundamentals of AI in terms of programming and, and coding skills, and then you will apply it towards a project that has to do with environmental sustainability, has to do with the justice system, has to do with health and healthcare. And you will learn how you will develop a project that applies AI towards solving a problem, right? in one of those fields or one of your own choosing. And so while the it's not a big name university, it is not for credit, it is not a specific class what you exit with when you finish in spirit ai is you exit with a project to your name that is a very interesting use of ai towards community benefit, which is what a lot of colleges are ultimately looking at right now, is that interdisciplinary. Are you able to take the learning in one area, AI, and apply it to the knowledge base of another area, let's say environmental sustainability or environmental science, and find a way to combine the two to create and innovate and develop an interesting solution. Right? And so this is a summer program where the value is the value is determined not by how hard it is to get in, but the, because it's not that hard to get in, you, you kind of just apply. Right? But the value is determined by what you get out of it, right? What is going to come out at the end of it that has your name on it. Right? And so that is another helpful way to be thinking about your when you are building kind of your options for summer programs that's another way to look at it okay so what i would encourage you to do what i would encourage everybody to do and this is what i'll be doing with many of my students is starting to build a list right just starting to build a list of programs deadlines requirements dates right because there are many other things going on throughout the summer right and just creating a big spreadsheet of just like here are these options just so we're starting to track everything and we're getting a better sense of uh, what is required for each of these components so that we can start preparing because if you need teacher recommendations you need to start asking soon if the deadline is January and everyone's going to be away for christmas break you need to start asking soon so that you can secure those recommendations quickly right so all of these pieces are important start looking online there are i mean the internet's a great place to just start to sort things out and if you wanted to start with the pre-college programs i would say that that's not a bad place to start just to get a a better sense of what is out there Um, and then you can start looking for other things and but with all the different things that are out there on the internet make sure that you are applying the filters kind of the way that i talked about them right is really evaluating by what it takes to get in, evaluating by what is the guaranteed outcome. A lot of a lot of schools, a lot of programs will say, we, students may, don't go off of may, go off of what is a student defi- definitely going to be doing or definitely going to accomplish by the end of the time there. Okay? And then of course, evaluate it according to cost, evaluate according to all the other different priorities. But one of the best ways to start thinking about all of this is getting organized getting prepared putting everything um, putting everything in one place so you can start to really have a good discussion about what you want to apply for what is going to be worth the time and what is going to be the priority for you given what you want to accomplish during the summer is it a summer of exploration or is it a summer of really really doubling down on this thing that is important to you? Is it a capstone summer where you are looking for an opportunity to really pull everything that you've been doing together because you are going to be a senior next year and you really need these program a program that's going to allow you to do that? Okay? All of these different priorities matter and it's important to have these discussions now um, as opposed to having them in February when the deadlines are maybe a week away or many have passed. So that is part of the reason why I wanted to briefly interrupt our ongoing programming that was very focused on the seniors and how the seniors should be thinking about their applications to speak to the juniors, the sophomores, the freshmen, even younger, right? To say that summer planning cannot wait any longer. Summer planning is making sure that you have full awareness of the opportunities that are available to you so you can take the most advantage of them. Don't let a missed deadline be the reason you can't do a cool thing. Right. So start doing your research, start putting together that spreadsheet now so that you can be strategic about what your next summer break is going to look like thanks for listening to the accepted podcast again my name is Tyler Kusinoki we hope you enjoyed today's topic on summer planning join us next week for more on the complex world of college admissions if you like what you're hearing and want to support be sure to leave us a rating on Spotify Apple Podcasts or your platform of choice follow us and hit the bell icon for notifications to stay up to date as well we also regularly host events both in person and online so if you're interested in attending free info sessions with me and go admissions on check us out at tokyoacademics.com slash events that's tokyoacademics.com slash events that's it for today and remember the key to getting in is getting ready thank you